Welcome to the Moonlight of Emunah, Parshas Toldos. This week's learning should be as chos for a four shleima for Ephraim, Yitzchak ben Aviva Chaya, Charnamash bas Vilcher, Ratz bas Rochel, Shmuel Shnei Zalmi Rechavachav, Menachem Mordechai ben Ophira, Chaya bas Tova, Ephraim ben Yaffa, Bicha Chaim ben Saru, Chava Paramakalea bas Chanaserl, and Lenishmas Henya bas Yechiel Mechel. The beginning of the Parsha, towards the beginning of the Parsha, after we have the birth of Yaakov and Esav and their different personalities, we have Yaakov tricking Esav into selling him the, the birthright. Esav technically was the Bechar, he was born first, a few minutes before Yaakov, and Yaakov wants to, wants to have the Bechar. Uh, Rashi tells us, because Yaakov knew that the Bechar would do the Avod in the Beis Hamigdash, and it would be unbecoming for somebody like Esav, who had just killed somebody for the first time that day. And Esav says, of course, take it, I'm about to die, what do I need the Bechar, just give me some of the food. And then in, pe- in the last Pasuk in Perchav Hay, Perchav Hay, Pasuk Lamedal, it says, Ve'yakov nasan le'esav lechem unizid adashim, and Yaakov gave to Esav bread and lentil stew, Ve'yochel ve'yesh, he ate and he drank, Ve'yakom ve'yelech, he got up and he left, Ve'yivez Esav es And Esav spurned, despised the Bechairah, he despised the birthright. And there's a very interesting medrash. The Medrash is in Esther Rabbah, on Megillus Esther, and it's on the Pasuk, in Paragimel Pasuk Vav. And this is after Haman sees that Mordechai refuses to bow down to him. It says in the Pasuk, Paragimel Pasuk Vav, Vayivaz be'enov l'shloyach yod b'mordechai levadai. It was contemptible or despicable to uh, Ace, to Haman to... Uh, to um, to lay hands on Mordechai alone, Levada ki gidelois am Mordechai. They told him Mordechai's people vayivakish Haman lahashmes kol ayhudim. Haman wanted to destroy all the Jews. Ashebachol malchus achashverish. They were all in all of the kingdom of achashverish. Am Mordechai, the people of of Mordechai. And the Medrash and Esther Robert point, points out makes note of the fact that the word vayivas spelled this way vav yud be zayin only shows up twice in Tanakh in these two places in our parsha vayivas esav asabachar that esav despised the bechira. And in Megillus Esther, that it was it was despicable in Haman's eyes to destroy only Mordechai, but he wanted to destroy all the Jewish people. Now, at first glance, and the Medrash says the the Medrash uh, says on this pasuk. One comment to connect is, it says, Bozui ben Bozui. We know that Haman was from Amalek. Amalek was a grandchild of Esav, Eliphaz's son, uh, and Haman was a grandchild of Esav. So the Medrash makes the comment, Bozui ben Bozui, about Haman, that Haman was a Bozui, because it says here, in, it says in Megillus Esther, and Esav, he was the great-great-grandchild of Esav, who was also a Bozui, who was Vayivez Esav as a Bechaira. So that, that's the Medrash's comment. Now, at first glance, the Medrash doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. What is the connection? What is the connection to Esav despising the, the firstborn right and, and Haman despising uh, the idea of just killing Mordechai and not killing all of the Jews? So I want to share two ideas that I saw in two different places. The first one I saw in the book, What's Bothering Rashi? An analysis of Rashi, even though this is really on a medrash. He's not talking about Rashi here, but he says, he asks the question, what's the connection between these two psukim? And he says... Let's go back to Esav in this week's Parsha. Esav, what happened? Esav came, he was, he was famished. He was very hungry. Yaakov was cooking a meal. Esav wanted some of that m- meal. He wanted some of the food that Yaakov was preparing. And Yaakov says, you want the food? No problem. Give me the birthright. So we understand that Esav maybe didn't appreciate the Bechaira. Maybe it wasn't worth anything to him and he wanted the meal. He had the taiva for this meal right now. But why is it that he had to despise it? Right? He didn't care about it. He didn't want it. It didn't mean anything to him. But why does the Pasuk go out of the way to tell us that he despised it. 
So he explains that human nature works a certain way. A person very often in the in the uh, in the throes of a taiva, he's he's caught up in his in his illicit desires. He wants something very badly. So he so he gives in to something that maybe in a clearer moment he would know is not good for him. He would know it's not good for him. What happens then is though a person gives in to this desire, then he has there's going to be guilt. There's going to be guilt, right? A person does something. He does something. He know, he knows he shouldn't do. It's not good for him. Whether that's an Avera or eating something unhealthy, he knows it's no good. And then, uh, you know, a few hours later, when he no longer has that overwhelming desire for the item that he ate or the Avera that he did, so now he feels guilty. He says, "Ah, I realized that wasn't good for me. That wasn't that wasn't uh, good for me." Asav. Had, was the same way. He was a human being. He he recognized that this was some kind of a birthright. That there was some value to it, and that it had it had it had it had value. And he realized that in the mo- in a weak moment, he threw away his birthright, his right to be his father's eldest child. He he threw that away for a momentary lapse, for a momentary pleasure. Now, somebody who is a is is trying to grow spiritually, somebody who's trying to work on himself, somebody's trying to improve. When you suffer that guilt, so you make a decision at that point that I'm going to try to be better. Somebody's on a diet and they have a weak moment. They go to a party and there's something that they know they shouldn't eat that they're not allowed to eat, and they have a weak moment and they eat it. So, if a person is growth oriented, if a person is somebody who's working on themselves, when they get home later that night and they realize, oh, I shouldn't have eat that, so they make a resolution that I'm going to try harder, that I'll be better, that I, I made a mistake. It's not. It wasn't good for me. Okay, but I'm. I'm a human being. I, I messed up. Chuva. We do chuva. That's that's what's supposed. To, that's what we're supposed to do. But the way that uh, that Asav is wired, Asav does wants to be able to give in to his taivas and not feel anything afterwards because he doesn't want tomorrow to not give in to his taiva again. He wants to give in to his taiva again. And guilt and thoughts of chuva will interfere with that. So he has the opposite goal of the person who's trying to become better. He wants to give himself over to his taivas, to his illicit desires, fully, and not not have not feel guilt and not feel any kind of regret or remorse. The only way he can do that is he has to convince himself that he despises the bechira. Why should he despise the bechira? What did the bechira do to him? What's the negative in the bechira? But the only way that he doesn't lead himself to thoughts of guilt and thoughts of, of tshuva and thoughts of oh maybe I should I should I, I should uh, weigh my actions before I act next time, he has to say. You know what? That bechira is a Yaakov thing. I don't want any. I don't want anything to do with it. That's not for me. I'm not interested in this silly bechira. It's meaningless. I care about a good meal. I care about a good a good drink. I want to live my life in the very brief way that we quoted in the Pesach. Vayoychal, he ate, vayesht, he drank, vayokam, he got up, vayelech, and he moved on. I don't want to think about things. I don't want to think about the possibility that I made a mistake. I want to eat and drink and get up and go. I don't want to be busy with, with thoughts of regret and remorse. It's not for me. And tomorrow when the same opportunity comes to me, I want to fully in- enjoy my life. That's the vision, that's the model of Esav, and that's really the model of Amalek. What's Amalek's, Amalek's whole thing when they attack the Jewish people after we were taken out of Mitzrayim, right, which is Haman and Esav, is everything is, is coincidence. Don't plan. Don't worry about the consequences. That's Amalek's whole essence. Is don't think about consequences. There are no consequences. Eat, live, and be merry, for tomorrow we may die. That is the motto of Amalek. That's the motto of Esav. Esav doesn't want to rethink his decisions. But the way to do that, he's still a human being. His mind is going gonna, is gonna to play games uh, on him. Say, how could you give away 
away something so important. The only way he can do that is important. That wasn't something important. That was something despicable. I despise the Bechaira. I made a good deal here. I got a good meal and I gave away something despicable. Now let's go to Haman. What happened with Haman? Haman... Haman sees Mordechai not bowing down to him. The entire kingdom is bowing down to Haman, except for Mordechai, one person. Haman is both, it's an affront to his ego. How could Mordechai not bow down to me? But it's also a terrible affront to his ego to admit that one person gets him so upset. Right, here's Haman. He's this most powerful person in the kingdom. He's even wealthier, according to Chazal, than Achashverosh himself. Haman has everything. It's embarrassing to admit that one person's actions are going to affect you. Here you are, you're the greatest you're the greatest officer in the kingdom and it really bothers you. Why do you even notice it? So Haman now has this has this conflict between two parts of his ego. One part of his ego is saying, how could I how could I stand the affront that Mordechai did to me that he didn't bow down to me? But on the other hand, how could I admit that 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 that, that bothers me? That so that would be so embarrassing for my ego. So now Haman, how does he reconcile these two sides of his ego? If Haman were to admit out loud that I want to kill just Mordechai, I want to kill Mordechai because he didn't bow down to me, it seems very petty, seems very silly, seems very small. Haman then comes up with a with a with a whole new worldview. The Jews are a problem for for, for the world. The Jews are a problem for Achashverosh. Now he's on a righteous war. We need to get rid of the Jews. He goes to Achashverosh. I want to get rid of all of the Jews. Now it's not about his ego. Now he's now he's a he's an activist. Now he's somebody. He's on he's on a, he's on a mission. He's on a crusade. He's trying to save the world. He's doing for the betterment of society, not just for his own person. Yeah, my own ego. I could I could ignore that. Haman says. So Haman creates this new narrative. Just like Esav created a narrative, oh, I hate the Bechaira, Haman creates this new narrative, I hate the Jewish people. Therefore, we use the same word, because it's the same It's the same idea. This is the, the, the nature of Haman, Amalek, of Esav, that I can't admit my own faults, because that may require me to do something different. That may require me to not give in to every single thing that my taivas uh, uh, demand. And that might lead me to not live with with the with the motto of eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we may die. Uh, Haman is the same as his great grandfather Asaph, and that's why the Medrash says Bozui ben Bozui. You have the same problem that your grandfather Asaph. Your grandfather Asaph, instead of catching himself in the moment and saying, "Oh, maybe I did something silly, and maybe I can do something in my life to fix it," no, Vayivez Asaph He despises it. He doubles down. He convinces himself that he was morally correct. Haman does the same thing. I can't, instead of acknowledging that, yeah, why is it that this one Jew doesn't bow down to me? It, 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 it breaks my whole will to live. Why does it have such an impact on me? Maybe I need to think about myself and work on myself. Says Haman, no, no, I learned from the Altezeda Esav that that's not the way to live because that's going to affect, that's going to cause me to make moral choices. I don't want that. No, no, no. I don't, I don't care about Mordechai himself. I care about these people are bad people. People. I want to. I want to. I want to purge them from Achashverosh's kingdom. So that's what the Medrash is telling us brilliantly. Bozui ben Bozui, you both gave into this into this way of separating yourselves from any kind of accountability. You don't want to have to answer for anything. You just want to continue to be able to give into whatever it is that your Yitzhar tells you to give. That's the that to do. That's the exact same midah, and that's why the Torah uses this word vayivez, spelled this way, only in these two places to tell you that this is the same underlying motivation behind Esav walking away from the Bechera and saying, now I hate the Bechera, and, and, and Haman saying, I hate the idea of just killing Mordechai, I want to kill all the Jews.
And the Maral offers a similar insight, and I think it really is the same idea. It's not similar. He says it's something different, but I think it's a, it's a similar idea. He says that, that, that what, what, what was it? What's this connection? What's this Vayivez by Esav and by Haman? So he says that the, the idea is that they were they despised everything. They belittled everything, right? As we explained, that the, the the whole Mahalach of Amalek is that I don't nothing is important. Nothing is important. I, I despise everything. I, I belittle everything. I make I make uh, I make everything into being superficial. Nothing is important, nothing is meaningful. But why? Why do they have this attitude? Where does this attitude come from that you denigrate everything? That you belittle everything. Why? Because ultimately is what, what did the Medrash say? Buzui ben Buzui. He's a despicable, the son of a despicable. What what does that mean? It means that they hated themselves. Haman and Esav knew what they were. They hated themselves. That's why they hate everything else. They're projecting. They feel worthless, right? They project these egos that they're so important, that they're so wonderful, right? We know very often that the person who's who with the most bluster in a room, you sometimes very often has the lowest self-esteem in the room. That's the person who feels the most worthless, and he's compensating. This was Esav and Haman. Esav and Haman had these egos. They knew that inside they were they were not do, living the way they were supposed to. They knew that they were despicable people. To cover that, they despise everything else. They despise the Bechera. They despise the Jewish people. They despise everything. People who, who don't like themselves project that dislike on everybody else and everything else. They hate themselves, so they hate everything else. They, they feel so detached from Hashem that they project uh, this virulent hatred on, ev- on everybody else. We know world history shows us the Amaleki throughout the generations are the people who feel worthless, who feel self-loathing. They, they, they project, they don't want to deal with it. They don't want to uh, assess themselves and figure out how they can become better, how they can maybe stop hating themselves so much. And, and so instead, they project it on others. They project it on others, and, the, and, they, and they end up causing tremendous de- destruction. And that's, again, the, 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 the connection here. But Esav and Haman shared this. Bozui ben Bozui means... I hate myself so much that I will project it, I, that I want to just give in to whatever I desire. I will, I will just chase, I will just chase instant gratification, momentary gratification at the expense of all else. And what I'll do to, 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 to ease my conscience afterwards is I'll say, ah, the Bechayr is disgusting. The Jewish people are deserving of death. I will, I'll project the self-hatred onto everything else so that I don't have to work on myself and face what's going on inside of myself and I can, I can, I can live my life with what, the way I think I want to by giving into every taiva and not feeling any guilt and having no thoughts of tshuva. That's the exact, that's exactly why Amalek were sworn to destroy Amalek. We've had many, many enemies in history. The Jewish people have many uh, enemies in, throughout history. But only when it comes to Amalek, this attitude, does Hashem say you need to eradicate them? Because this is so ant- antithetical to everything that a Jew stands for. A Jew is supposed to, we understand we make mistakes, we're human. But a Jew is supposed to learn from his mistakes. He's supposed to, he's supposed to reassess himself where he stands all the time. He's not supposed to make these grandiose decisions to, to, to assuage his guilt. He's supposed to 
take the take take the lessons to to uh, take the meaning from the lessons and to learn to live better. We're supposed to be grow, gr- growth oriented. We're supposed to work on improving ourselves. This is this attitude of Asa Vayives. This attitude of Vayives. Whether it's like the morale explains this internal loathing, or it's the uh, uh, mitigating everything else around us to make everything else seem seem unimportant, so that we don't have to we don't have to face our mistakes and we don't have to face our our, our place in life. Those are the those are a- exact opposite of what a Jew the way a Jew is supposed to live his life. And that's why ultimately these these, these two words vayives come to lead to the downfall of Amalek. Esav loses the Bechayra. Haman loses his attempt to destroy the Jewish people, and him and his sons are hung on a tree. This is exactly not the way that a person is supposed to live his life, and that's what we need to learn from this, not to be, be like Esav, but to understand the exact opposite message uh, that Esav that was trying to inflict on the world, and Haman and many of their uh, after them tried to inflict on the world. Jews take take responsibility, have accountability. We stand. We understand what it is that Hashem wants from us and what it is that we're supposed to do and we learn from from our mistakes, and we move forward. We don't we don't we don't harp on them, but we but we learn from them, and we move forward. And we don't just try to belittle them and mitigate them. We tr- we, we, tr- we take the lessons, and we move forward. And with that, I wish you all a great Shabbos.